Welcome to Stand Out. I'm here with my friend Gunilla Hurlitz, and Gunilla is the CEO of Bonnier News. But really, she is the queen of media in Sweden. And I'll never forget moving here almost four years ago now, when I、um, was the wife of the American ambassador, and I really had this. Desire to come and meet a lot of amazing women, and I was a young mother at the time, and I was really stressed about having a career. I also have a journalist background, and the women that I always looked up to in America were, you know, the Ariana Huffingtons, the Tina Browns. There are some very strong personalities in America when it comes to media, and I met Gunilla very early. I think in my first year, and you came over for lunch. And I、yes, was I totally fascinated by you. Actually, you had four or five children. Four. Four children, and the first thing you told me, something along the lines of, "Stop stressing. You can have it in chapters." I did. Yes. And I remember thinking, this is a woman that really、um, stood out and and used her voice to actually say something in a country where sometimes in Sweden women are taught to be more reserved. And so I want to ask you, Ganilla, before we get into an array of topics, how do you stand out? It's very difficult for me to answer that question, but it was a very nice introduction of you, Natalia, and I very well remember that lunch because. I felt very old because you were so young, and you still are. And you were sitting there, coming to Stockholm, and you had a baby, and you had all these ambitions of, I mean, really to change things. So I think it was a very, very nice meeting, and I, I think I tried to tell you that you don't have to do everything at the same time. Could have your children, you could work, you could have more children. You don't have to do it at the same time. But tell us, you know, and now we're speaking a lot also to an American audience. How did you do it? Because I will say that in the U.S. there is a strong feeling amongst women, but also amongst statistics employers, that working mothers are really not valued, and we don't have maternity leave, we don't have daycare. So once you get out of the system for a year or two, you really have a hard time coming back. And you were really able to kind of come back stronger and stronger every time. You know, how did you do it? But I think, like you pointed out, I mean, it's a big difference between the states and Sweden. I was very privileged to be able to have four children, not five, <laughs> and at the same time having an interesting job because I was working as a reporter at that time when I had my children, and I think it's. Very important for women to choose a job where the result is the most important thing, because many jobs you have to be there all the time in order to make a career. So I was very happy working as a reporter at Dagens Industri, and if I wrote an article very fast, everyone was happy, and I was happy because I could leave at three o'clock to pick up my children at kindergarten. So I think. It,、uh, a good piece of advice for me would be to to choose. A job where you could really be valued of the result that you do at your work. Did you ever feel criticized for trying to have both? And I, I say this because I love that you mentioned. You know, you have to be there at three o'clock, 
And I have so many friends, and including myself. I, I, our daughter went to doggies, to Forskola, and we really had the Swedish experience. But I was often made to feel feel guilty if, you know, we had a nanny, if our nanny went to pick her up and I wasn't there. Or... But I think it's very easy for us to feel guilty not being at the right place. But I, I mean, sometimes you choose your children and sometimes you could choose your job without feeling guilty. Have you... Men are very good at that. Why Why do you think that is? I think... There's this Swedish phrase that I've been told about, kvinofella, uh, yes, women's but, yeah, trap. Yes, maybe, but it's more like, I think women have, like, we are more inclined to give, to take care of other people. That could be, of course, our children, but also at work, I mean, to, to be responsible. And sometimes that diminish ourselves in a way. Have you always been so strong? I don't know. I Because think you so. are. Yes, I but, feel but, it. but yes, but it's more like I, I, I mean, I have not. I mean, now it, it sounds a little bit maybe silly to say that making a career has not been the most important thing, but it is true. It's about having fun, and I've been very, very fortunate to to be able to work uh, at such interesting places as I have working at newspapers. Is it still fun? Yes, it is, but it's not the same thing because now I'm 55. So that is that is different because um, it's more like you, I mean, when you get on top of, you know, the career ladder, in a way, it's a little bit more boring, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Where do you want to go? I mean, uh, from now, I think from you now? have a vision. You you seem like, and people have told me this about you. What I what I like about you is people do have a reaction to you when I say I'm meeting with Gunilla, and it's positive. You know, they say, "Wow, you know, she's had such a rise." Or today I met with one of your photographers, and they said once she started working, she just went up like a rocket. Mm. You know, they do. <laughs> everyone has something to say about you. Yes, but I think I I, I like change. And it could be like in different ways, like beginning a new job that could be a change or even have another child. I mean, to be on a like on a journey. And I like that a lot. What have you learned, especially maybe in the last five years, but generally through your career arc about media and where's media going? Because I think... Your industry is so difficult, newspapers, and luckily Swedes still read the newspapers. Yes. I think in my country, yes. the subscriptions are at the lowest levels. And you've traveled around the world, consult, you know, giving speeches, talking mm. to different media in Asia and America. What kinds of different trends are you seeing? I mean, it is, of course, it is a, a big challenge. I mean, the media industry being disruptive, but it, it's also... Um, I have a very positive notion as well because we have more readers than ever. And it's not like our newspapers have lost their influence. It is the opposite. But we have kind of failed to commercialize on these new readers because it's they are on the internet. But I think uh, in due time... If uh, if we continue to be profitable, we will like experiment and we will try different different models. And I'm I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I'm positive. I would say, but it's not like a quick fix. 
Now, I've talked to many, and I'm sure you have as well, Swedish politicians, especially, but also CEOs, um, major CEOs. And privately, they will say, I, I really am passionate about women's issues, or I'm passionate about getting more women on boards, but I'll never speak out publicly because the media will get me. And there is a sense that They always say to me, and I'm not sure how much, you know, truth there is, the grass is always greener, but they say, you know, in America, you know, you have Oprah, you have this you go girl mentality. In Sweden, it's the Jante, don't stand out. And when you put yourself out there, people try to bring you down. Yes. Is that true? And, and do you feel I, that? For no, yourself? Not, no, not really. It was like when you started to say that uh, you were a little bit doubtful that all men really wanted to speak up about feminism, uh, about wanting to have uh, more women in the boardrooms and so on. Yeah, of course, for, for some men it is a problem because it's not like we will double the number of board members in Sweden. I mean, in order for one woman to enter a room, one man has to leave. And that is not fun for anyone. So, of course, there is some resistance. And then you talked about the janta, yes, but I think it's it's it is um, widely uh, overstated. I think I don't feel like that. And I listened to to um, person talk that was, I I don't remember the name, but she was talking about and that she had felt during her career that women had been working against her. I have not felt that at all. Do you have a role model or a mentor? No, I don't. But I think I'm my maybe it's because I'm a little bit naive. But you know, when I share like a, like a story to um, my hairdresser about something about my salary, like I told her I was walking at the airport, and then there were two two young guys standing wanting me to sign up for American Express. And I had American Express, but I thought, yes, I would do that. And uh, then, you know, I had to, to write down my uh, monthly salary and I wrote it down. And they said, oh, that's, you know, it has to, it's not the, the annual salary you should write down. And I said, oh, well, I didn't count my bonus as well. Just to, like in order to teach them because they thought, you know, being a woman, I mean, she could not have that mm. salary. And if I tell this story, you know, for other women, like story like, like that, it feels like, yes, you go, girl. I'm so glad you say that, actually, because I think the topic of money and women has always been complicated. It's complicated in America, but we really, because we're not paid equally. I mean, no, we're in not. Sweden, you're almost there. I think it's, you know, in a similar job, you're about 90 cents for every yes, dollar. Yes, but still, if you, if you see on the aggregated private fortune mm. in Sweden, 95% or more is owned by men. That is like the structure, how it looks like. So what do you think is keeping women back then? If it's I not think, I think children change, or... I think um, it will change. But I also think women should say, yeah, salary is important to me. Not like so, like, it doesn't matter. I just want to, you know, feel good at my job and have a sense that I develop well. But no, the salary is not important. But the men, they said the salary is important. No, I mean, it's it's absolutely correct that they negotiate for themselves more. They yeah. almost value themselves more. And yes. 
I mean, the newest movement now, and, and my sister-in-law has written books on this, is, is kind of encouraging women to know their value yes. and to say, yes, yes, I want money. Money is power. And yeah. on the other side, I think in Sweden, you're really not supposed to, as men or women, show your money, talk about money. A lot of my friends that are entrepreneurs say that they feel very uncomfortable, even now, although it's changing, because being an entrepreneur suggests you're doing something to make money. And you make a lot of money. Do you yes. ever feel apologetic? Yes, but it's more, yes, no, I don't. I feel proud. You should. Uh, yes, I do, because I pay lots of taxes yes. as well. And I feel proud of that too. Um, but I think it's in Sweden, I mean, there have been like huge fortunes that have been created, I mean, the past decades. And some even being a little bit provocative, I think, you know, coming from, you know, the financial markets uh, so I think it could be like in many countries, it is a little bit dangerous when it gets too much polarized. I mean, the people that work and the people that earn a lot of money and the people that don't work and don't have anything. So I think that that is the, that is the problem, not you, only in Sweden. Do you think that's happening in yes, Sweden? Yes, for though? sure it is. Yes, it is. And how is the whole, I mean, this is a big topic in the media, but the, the integration issue and the yes. immigration issue. Yes. Yes, it's a, but I mean, integration, it's not about immigrants. Integration is about like you have, you know, the housing is being segregated uh, and it is difficult for a person that have a, a background from having no means or difficult to have it, it, education. It is difficult in Sweden. I think it's more, I mean, it's easier in the States. What would you change about Sweden? Either to either to kind of some cultural norm or social norm that you just think is so old fashioned towards women or anyone. Yes, but what irritates you? Yes, but 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 on a whole, like when I was younger, I thought it was oh we paid too much taxes. Now I I mean no, it doesn't bother me. I feel like I told you, kind of proud to do it. I mean. Uh, to be able to do it, even if it sounds a little bit dumb, but I feel privileged. So I think the quality of life in in Sweden is exceptional in so many ways. Of course, there are things that could be changed to the better, but at a whole, I think Sweden is a very, very good country to live in for many people. Do you think that men can handle a strong woman? Generally, and I say this at my job, they don't have they choice. don't have a choice <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but have you ever had, I mean, a moment where you just said, "What the hell? Why is this this person is really kind of out to get me, or this person cannot come on board with me? They keep trying to stop me at every angle." Because I know that I have, and and many women have had this, and it could be just one person, someone, and it could be a woman. And how did you handle that moment? Yes, but 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 I I haven't experienced you know some someone I mean really working against me. But of course I have been I've been in meetings where you know there could be men that assume that I'm the assistant or something. <laughs> but it's just I put that right very fast. But that could happen, of course. Is it different abroad or is it Sweden yeah, but unique in, German, in that way? German, it's 
worse? It was much <laughs> worse. Much Even worse. Even with a, with Angela yes. Merkel. Yes. So the, <laughs> the leadership doesn't help yeah. then, I guess. No, 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 no. Because no, that's no. a it's lot of that, you know. Very big difference. They say if you have women leaders or, you know, now there's a big movement no. for women at the United Nations or more women in politics, that will change. No, but it's a culture thing. I mean, still, I mean, they don't serve food at or lunch at the schools. So women have to stay at home to cook for the children because they don't get anything to eat in Germany at the schools. So it is I mean, different. that is unbelievable to yes, me. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> and I think it's yes. like that in Switzerland as well, yeah. even though, you know, they again, they have Angela Merkel, yeah. the most powerful woman in Europe, who you would think yeah, would but send it, a bit of, of a message. It but will change, but it will take some time, of course. Do you ever feel that, because it's doubtless to say that you're ambitious, I mean, you've you've done very well, you're very good at your job, and I think there's a little bit of... You know, the fashion designer and, and um, woman who started an amazing foundation for microfinancing, Tori Birch, often encourages women to say ambition is not a four-letter word. You know, it's okay to come and say, I have an ambition to be X, Y, or Z. I want to be the CEO instead of being the good girl. Have you ever felt like you you were the good girl or the nice girl or... I think there's a Swedish word called trevliga, you know. Yes, it was, yeah, it could be. I think um, many women have, I mean, kind of have a feeling of eager to please. Like, I mean, I remember when I just said to, to a colleague, it was like, oh, I really don't want to go to this meeting. I think I will just, I will not go there. And he told me, but you never quit. No, hmm. of course I went to that meeting. So it's like you always... Yes, you don't say no. Just sure, I will fix it. No. Uh, and I think yeah, women could be a little bit more into that. Yes, of course. Yes, say yes. Why course. are you that way? I don't know. Because you I'm, are I'm different. Always, I'm always on time. Or, or so, <laughs> <you know? laughs> Terrible person. But I think that's such a um, because you, you know, do. You know, if I promise something, yes. I deliver. You know. Yes. <laughs> So, because but that gives you freedom if you do what you I mean you set to do I mean it gives you freedom. What advice do you have for women or or for me? You know me. Yes. What I advice know, do you yes, have for me now but I going think, forward? Yeah, but I think I mean uh, you have. I mean I think uh, your greatest source is that you have this energy, and your energy could take you wherever. I'm. Positive, and it's also I think it's very good to be, you know, exposing yourself because you will. I mean, sometimes I mean, um, the the change of path could be like you have you you have luck, you meet someone, but if you just stay at home or if you 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 won't have luck. So you have to expose yourself to many people, and then suddenly something you know really out of the ordinary happen, and then. You must uh, learn to really trust your stomach, not your head, not your heart, your stomach. You feel like, oh, I want to do this. Or or sometimes it could be the opposite. And then have the guts to go for that, you know, gut feeling. Have you ever had a moment where you didn't go with the gut feeling and you regret it? No. You're amazing. <laughs> This <laughs> no, is but why it's I love think, you. It's like, and then it's it could be sometimes you do things like um, 
people don't understand. Oh, why do you, why did you resign for that job? That was very good. But you felt I felt mm. bored because sometimes if you you know things happen too slow, you have this energy and you want to go forward, and things happens too slow. It it's too late. You just have to move on to something else, and then maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be like on a ladder up to the top. It could be like down or sideways. Mm. I think it's because you are a competitive ice skater. Yeah, something that you that and I common. both share. Yes, but you were so much better than me. No, no, yes, we're gonna have to go the, out there. No, 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 no. <laughs> we went through that, you know. The yes, double we have actually. <laughs> you were a double salcow. Yes, only that. But that's that quite is just good. One and a half spin, like that's you know. quite good. Yes. Do you still skate? No, not really now. Not now. It was many years ago. But when the children were small, you know, I was like, you know, skating teacher, you know, for some winters. Yes. You know, go like yeah. But what do you think that taught you? Because I sometimes people say to me, "You're so good at you know speaking publicly," or I guess I'm not afraid to perform because I remember as a child. And I started and really when I was five. You practice, my dear, and that myself. is yes. and that is so good because you really, I mean, I think you have kind of tested your boundaries mm. and you have, I mean, really challenged yourself, and that is so good. Thank you for saying that. Yes, I think it, it gives you know I, I, there are a lot of women, and even in Sweden and the U.S., there's something about the competitive sports background. I think I want I don't want to say an edge but we're we're used to putting ourselves a little more out there. Yeah. But on the other side also and being at risk to get hurt. At risk to fall very hard. <laughs> I always joke that I don't know if you did this but I wore these padded diapers almost. Yeah, I mean I it was just That's absolutely it. disgusting. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, also I mean I don't know if you felt this but I was also very hard on myself because mm. you're you're out there alone. It's not a team mm. sport. You it's only have sport. yourself to blame. Mm. And if you fall, it's your fault. If you lose, it's your fault. Mm. And, you know, in a way you say, I, I have this energy. But I think for me, I it's never enough. Not that I, material things, but I always think I can be better. I always think I can be stronger, smarter. I'm never kind of totally satisfied with myself. But I think that, I mean, in a way, I mean, it could be, I mean... Of course, you could feel uh, satisfied. I mean, really. And sometimes you could do like pamper yourself and say, yes, I did really well. But I think it's not a question of being satisfied because if you get satisfied, you get like... Complacent. Yes. Lazy. Lazy. And tired. Yeah. So I think it's just about, you know, this movement. It's like I like when people walk fast at my job. (laughs) You know, if someone walks slow, I get like kind of nervous. I agree. (laughs) I feel the same way. You know, get moving. I got it. So what's. I I, I don't like long meetings. You know, I get. Stressed out. I have yeah. that anxiety. And so, then, I mean, you, of course, you have to work with yourself because when people talk slowly, <laughs> I know what they're going to say. I always get a little bit impatient, but that's not good. So you have to, sometimes you have to work with your... Like, How do you do that? Do you do yoga? Do you meditate? Do no, you... sometimes you could really practice because it is interesting if you decide to listen to a person, really. I mean, it's, yeah, you get to another, it's another level of, you know. What's success for you? Do you feel successful right now? Yes, I do. But I think it, my children, that mm. is my you know biggest success, really. It, it, and it's not interested to hear for other people. But I mean, that's... Yes, it is, actually. It is. It is 
Yes, that's my biggest success. So you measure your success by your family. Yes, I do so. But I I don't remember if I told you, but um, 15, 14 years ago, I was fired from Expressum. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was 40. And I said, could could you be fired when you're 40? But actually you could. Uh, And... I before I had thought, you know, that what is the important thing in my life? It's my family, of course, and it's my friends, and then my job. But then I kind of really discovered, you know, the way that I looked at myself being a professional. So I was really uh, sad and really annoyed, you know, because I didn't. I I really felt bad. So I could. I really understand people, you know, who are out of job. It is difficult because you are in a way like you identify yourself Lost with yourself. your job. But my friends, they didn't care one bit. You know, when I tried, you know, oh, this is really bad. They were oh, well, you know, they because they were not so interested because I mean we were like friends. So you felt that. The professional Gunilla yes. really is a big part. Much, much actually. bigger than I thought. Much bigger. And how than did I you thought. lift yourself up from that? Because that's, I mean, I have, again, my sister in law has had this mm-hmm. experience, and a lot of women in media, that's the age where there is a tipping point. It yes. is kind of a young field, especially mm-hmm. in, if you're in reporting or on yeah. TV. A lot of women get canned, as we say, at 40, and it's so hard. You often have to start. From the bottom. Yes, but I think, I mean, really, I think it's a bigger problem for men, like men being 50 or more. I think they have big problems, at least in Sweden. Yeah, and, it, and it's really unfair because, I mean, they have lots of experience and could be very good at the work. But men over 50, it, it is difficult if you're out of job. A woman, it is easier. And I talked uh, about this with a person that is working with rec- recruiting. And he said, yes, that's, that's true. I said, but why? And he said, it's the difference between men's and women's attitude. Women have a more open attitude and could easily adapt themselves to new environments. But men are more like they know exactly how everything is. So they are more difficult, I mean, to find a new job if they are like 52 and, you know, they had to leave for some reason from their current job. My husband is going to kill me, but I agree. <laughs> we're much more flexible. <laughs> yes, and we're is. survivors, yes, I yes, think. Yes. The, we now I talk to. about Sweden, <laughs> but I know I don't know if it's the same, but it's yeah, it's 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 I think it's tough out there for men in a way that it's not for women. It's interesting you say that because And we have like ocean of time because when we get that old, I mean we don't have to take care of chillers. It's like, oh, well, I could really start working now. And you have this energy. Because yes. Not that you're free, and but curious you are. And yes. Yeah. Hunger even, you know, you want to do something. Yeah. Someone once said to me, you know, Natalia, you, you, you're so active on women's issues in Sweden. But the truth is men are the new women in Sweden. They're the ones being held back because we have... All of a, a sudden, we have so many roles we can be in, and they have yes. less. Yes. Is I that true? It, yeah, it could be. I mean, maybe it's a little bit, you know, exaggerated. But yes, I think, I believe some men could, you know, have those feelings. Yes. Gunilla, how do you stand up for others, stand up for yourself? I'm sure you've had times when, I'm, again, in this industry, and being one of the few women on the boards, at the top, 
also being in a position where you've had to fire people. People I'm say a, you're making money, but you fire. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a very loyal friend, and I'm a very loyal colleague also to the people. I'm. It's like when I work, I like. It's almost like my family as well. So it's a lot about loyalty. Um, and stand up for myself. Yes, I do that. But it's more like I've always said what I believe, you know. It's not like I've been out from a meeting. Oh, I should have said that. I always say it. Um, I Sometimes that could be too blunt, you know, like <laughs> very direct. So, the, so I think no one in my, I mean, closeness would say that I have problems of, you know, standing up for myself or for someone else. You know, I could stand up for a friend or, you know, someone that I think had been treated unfair. Who taught you to stand up for yourself so well? Because I don't know, probably my parents. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I had a very loving childhood, you know, so. But it's a personality. It's like, I just have to say things. And my youngest daughter, she's exactly the same And she said, I don't know what it is, mother, but I just have to say it. You know, you can't even, because sometimes it could be more strategically correct to keep quiet, but I can't help myself. And that's always worked for you to stand up? Yes, it's like, um, yeah, it has. Gunilla, I knew I wanted to have you on this show because I think you're probably one of the first women that does not apologize and has never questioned standing out and standing up. So thank you for joining thank me. Thank you and for having I me I know here. many, many women will really appreciate this. And I think men. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Natalia. This podcast is a collaboration with Doggins Industry and ACAST. Produced by Henrik Janssen and ACAST with Sandra Moline as supervising producer and Carl Rosander as executive producer. <laughs>